It's like the so, Zelda, like I got Zelda, you know that sound when you open a chest? Oh, mm -hmm. that never gets old. That will forever be a great tune in my head. And now what you have it. to do is you have to put that drop in right here. Post. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Post. <laughs> All right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> guys welcome to another episode of game wild episode 18 yes i got it right this time because i did the research <laughs> and counted how many we had Mass hey hard. listen i want to uh first thank everyone who helps us out on this podcast uh it's viewers like you that will make this podcast better and we do know we've had some technical difficulties in the last couple of podcasts um in the vodcasts by chance so we're trying to rectify those issues and hopefully we will have all of those settled, yes. and this episode will be 100% perfect, or at least 99 As long as I don't screw up the editing, too, you know, so I got... That's fair. <laughs> I, I'm, fair. I'm working on taking my YouTube classes in editing, okay? I, I gotta get go. up on my stuff. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'll have to say, your uh, channel on YouTube, your individual channel, Shit Just Works, uh, on YouTube, is doing quite well, so I don't think it's your editing skills. <laughs> I just don't think you're putting the effort required to make this vodcast the best vodcast wow them them are fighting words joe them are fighting words not fight. cool not cool we will fight digitally at some point <laughs> maybe with uh maybe on mortal Kombat. who knows as you can see that's my background i call robocop it's gonna be that's fine it's good well spoiler alert we're gonna be talking about the new Mortal Kombat announcement that happened this week along with some more xbox series x but before that our PSA, our public service announcement, please give us five stars, <laughs> rate a positive review, like, subscribe, five stars. smash those buttons, smash those <laughs> buttons, everybody, and uh, help us grow as a podcast and a vodcast. Uh, we do this on our own time with our own funds because we love to talk about video games and we want to share those experiences with you, but we can only spread the word of Game Wild. Unless the people who are listening now give us those positive reviews, give us those five stars, smash those buttons so that we can grow and other people that we don't really know can experience the Dawson tones. It's either that or it's, it's Guerrilla Warfare. Wow, Jesus Christ, can't even talk. It's Guerrilla yes. Warfare tactics, and we do things like go to packs and hand out cards with Game Wild on them, which, which we also did. But what yep. helps even more, like Roughhouse said over here, is... Uh, Smashing them like buttons, hitting the subscribe buttons, all that good stuff, uh, following us on the podcast. So we do appreciate everybody who has given feedback, has given input whenever I screw up editing or uh, <laughs> when yes. something when something seems a bit off on the cast. Thank you. We appreciate the feedback. Yes, you've been called to be fired at least twice. So <laughs> we've, uh... All right. I'm still here for now. So, Hopefully I keep my job by next week. <laughs> let's just hope he never finds that Craigslist ad I opened yeah. up for no, Ooh, I mean, Craigslist. so anyways, Jesus. guys, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know. I'm just going, uh, anyways, guys, let's start off the podcast as usual with the question of the week. This week is, like I said, this is a little bit of a uh, Mortal Kombat centric cast. Of course, we will also be talking about some other news in the next gen wars that came out this week. Uh, but first, Mortal Kombat released a uh, new expansion to their Mortal Kombat 11 game. And so we asked the question, Who's your favorite Mortal Kombat character of all time? SJW, I'll take this over to you first. Oh, God. Um, oh, this is really hard because there nobody really sticks out. Uh, like, they're all equally needed for the series, right? It's, it's not... Well, I mean, Raiden's uh, kind of... That's not true. Raiden's kind of on the forefront of it, I guess, but and Liu Kang. Um, okay, so, all right. I'm going to go... I'm going to go strictly because of the, the nostalgia and the history behind this is... Um, Noob Saibot, strictly okay. because, strictly because uh, it is Tobias Boone's name spelled backwards, which is one of Correct. the, uh, I think, director or producer or something. I forget what his no, position well, title. No, well, creators. Creators, yeah, yeah. Um, of the game. And I, 
I think I forget which one it was, but just spamming his move where he just like teleports forward or something in yep. a game. You yep. could literally just like anybody who's an, a noob, no pun intended, at the game. Anybody who's a noob at the game, you could literally just spam that move and just wreck them. So it was. I, I'm gonna go with yeah. that one. <laughs> and I believe his first appearance is in Mortal Kombat 2 as a yes. hidden character that you could get through. Oh, that's right. That's the other thing too. You had to yeah. unlock him. Yeah. Yep. He was. Yeah, in. and he wasn't. Yeah, and he was only someone you could fight at first. He was a playable mm-hmm. character yeah um and then they finally decided to give him a strong backstory which was nice mm-hmm. and so very very interesting there but i won't spoil it if you've never played mortal Kombat. start playing it and find out who noob sabat really is in the mortal Kombat the history War. of <laughs> so my favorite character is uh old school it's scorpion of course okay why not now i predictable i, str- I struggle between exactly I was, well, I was struggling between him and sub-zero um, Pre- predictable <laughs> it's like yep. literally even the struggle between the two <laughs> but i love scorpion so that's my favorite character get so over here of- literally yeah, exactly. i that that like Ed boone's voice by the way yeah oh is it really i didn't even know that uh, mm-hmm. oh my god dude that 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 one phrase it like describes mortal Kombat in a nutshell like that is if you ask people what phrase do you associate with mortal Kombat, they'll say get over here like that is the phrase that is the 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 and and his um uh fatality where yeah, i'm trying to think of toasty. yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah he's yep. all right i will say he is very much one of the faces of mortal Kombat. Too. like sub-zero scorpion raiden Liu kang um yep. Who else would you say really is synonymous? Sub Zero's like, there. Sub-Zero's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Sub Zero, Scorpion. Yeah, people Luke could Kang, say Raiden. Sonya Blade, Johnny. Cage. Oh, Jax. Jax with the arms. He might be Jax, pretty much. Sure. Oh, Johnny. Johnny Cage. Yeah, maybe not so much Jax, mm-hmm. but Johnny Cage. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. So, let us know who your favorite Mortal Kombat character is. If you even care about Mortal Kombat, <laughs> and if you don't care about Mortal, you better Kombat, care about Mortal the Kombat. First, <laughs> the first half of this podcast might not be for you but if you do (laughs) we got some interesting things to talk about and um so as i was saying before an amazing announcement happened a couple of days ago where mortal kombat 11 released an expansion they're calling it an expansion not uh, dlc so the reason why is because it's kind of like a whole new game off of the game, I guess. And that that's why it's not technically DLC, but an expansion to the game. And it's amazing because, well, you're going to get a whole expanded storyline. For the so first time ever. Got, for the first time ever, by the way. Ever. So you're going to have a new cinematic story. You're getting three new playable characters and three skin packs. Mm-hmm. Now, at first I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is cool. And then I found out that it's going to cost you forty dollars. Well, it's going to cost you forty dollars, right? And there, therein lies the problem. Me forty dollars. Yeah. Now, here's some things that I've been reading about, and um, so what didn't I mention in that that was also brought up? New stages. Well, Stage a ton of fatalities. New yeah. Oh, and friendships. and friendships, friendships, which has not been around since would they say nineteen ninety three? It's been a while. It's been a it's really been a long while. time since friendships. It's been a long. Which time. I I didn't even actually like realize that. Like I remember friendships from when I was younger, yep. but then I don't think it even registered in my brain that they actually took that out of the game. I think it was just because it was paired with fatalities. Nobody. Yeah. Well, even then they were all different it. other ones. They started to do. They did animalities. They did a whole. Oh, bunch that's of right. Other yeah. Types of yeah, for things. annihilation. But yeah. uh, but from from things that I've read. Um, the friendships in the stages with the stage fatalities mm-hmm. are going to be added content that you don't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. So if you want to just keep MK11 the way it is, apparently there's going to be a downloaded patch um, on May 26th when this game releases or this expansion releases that will also have those new things. So you don't have to spend the money if you don't want to, which is uh, which is okay. <laughs> But still kind of depressing because I was like, this is going to be great. Now, why do we feel like this could be a problem? And it's really because it's not really doing justice for the fans of the game. And what do I mean by that? I mean that if you got this game on day one and you were pumped about it like I was and you Mm -hmm. bought like the collector's edition or whatever Mm -hmm. and you spent like $80 or $100 or $150 or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be. You got the game, 
And then you got the first set of character packs, which was tremendous. You had six characters in total that were released over, I believe, like a six or seven month span. That, those were all free too, um, right? No. No, those, those were you, you those, those were, were DLCs. Those were not those were DLCs that you paid for the pack, mm. the combat pack they mm. call it was twenty dollars. How much were those? Oh it's twenty dollars. Okay, yep. And you could buy it with the game pre ordered and it was like a limited edition. So what did you buy? Did you something? buy the the limited edition version when it first yeah, came I out? Yeah, I bought the limited edition digital version or the digital the deluxe? deluxe version. How much was that? Which 80? I think was like I think it was like eighty or ninety bucks or something. Okay. And you got the downloadable content and stuff like that. But here's the thing, okay? I spent all this money up front for the game, and now I have to spend forty dollars more. Well, okay. or let's uh, say, do you own Mortal Kombat Eleven for for any system? Do I? Do you? No, I don't personally. All right. So, so let I'm, me tell I'm, you I'm in you a better off situation. <laughs> you are because you can spend $60 and get everything. Yeah, including the DLC, right? Everything. Yeah. You get uh-huh. Mortal Kombat 11, Aftermath, plus all the combat pack. So here's... For $60 digitally. Now, hold on. So I'm spending $60 more, basically. Yeah, I'm spending yeah. $60 more than you. And you get everything. Well, so now what do you think you're getting get for everything. that $60 more? This is this is where I want to go with it. Because well, I don't no, think I'm... it's right either. But So what do you think? Knowing that I'm getting everything for 60 and you... And I'm getting you're, everything for You're getting everything basically. for 120 What do you think you are paying for with the extra $60 that you're spending? What well, are you no, getting I'm, more I'm, than I'm, I'm getting? No, I'm getting the same. Because I'm talking same. about over time. So listen... There's a big debate out there. Obviously, games don't hold their value. This game is over a year old now, okay? Mm-hmm. So, of course, the game devalues. So, this that's why this new expansion is $40 because it's brand new. It brings a lot more content to the table. Mm-hmm. But... Well, you just paying... you just answered the question as to why they are rationalizing charging that much more for somebody who bought it right away. Correct, but my point is, are they doing an injustice? Yeah, I agree. Which people will people who know the game series will think I that's think... a pun, but it's not. Listen, I... <laughs> it's an injustice because the fans who really like are the early adopters to these games and play these games on day one. Those are the true fans. They're hurt, but they're hurt by this because we're paying mm-hmm. more. For something that we already owned. You know I what I think... mean? Like where you, who's never played the game or didn't buy the game, right, can now buy all this stuff for the same price that somebody who just bought the game on day one, didn't buy an expansion pack or anything like that, just wanted to buy the game, now mm-hmm. is paying $60 to get everything. Yeah, and I think – so first off, I actually want to say this earlier. I think that the – them calling it an expansion is their PC way of making it okay to charge this money for that instead of calling it DLC. So that's that's the first mm-hmm. thing. The second thing is, the reason I asked you, what are you getting more than me for $60 is obviously you're, you're not technically getting anything tangible. What you're getting by paying an extra $60 more, and this is how the them as a company are going to rationalize it, uh, Never, NetherRealm, is you got early access to that stuff. You got it the day it came out. So you paid $60 to have access to a game for one year before anybody else did. I well not and, but not exclusively anyone could avoid no it, not but. exclusively but you you made that decision to pay the extra sixty dollars to have access to a game for a year knowing I mean and you you listen you well know. let's face it though hold on a second but let's face it no one knew that they were gonna ever do this oh either. no this so is not new. like yeah not like mm-hmm. that we they said hey we have plans to expand the storyline but you knew they were gonna everything. have DLC like every right game but has DLCs DLC right but DLC is a little different because you can cherry pick things that you may want or not want. And it's cheaper. Is DLC is usually is it 10 to $20. Like what the fuck's the actual difference between DLC and an expansion? Well, that's the problem. We don't really know. <laughs> it's like, I don't it's think like, it, it matters. Yeah, it doesn't. It's just, a, it's just a different way to sugarcoat it. Like you said, it's yeah, just, it, it, so, but, all right. Listen, so here's, here's I'm not what I super upset about it. Me personally, as a gamer, I'm not super upset about it, but I was just disappointed at the price point more than anything. I else. agree because all mm-hmm. right for $20 to get the combat pack, you got six characters. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
For $40, you get new storyline and three characters. So essentially what they're saying is you're spending $20 more for a new story. Now, granted, if the story kicks ass and it's uh, it's the same amount of time as the game was, which I believe was like eight hours, seven to eight hours, I believe, mm -hmm. for the story of the original game, then yeah, it's worth it because you're getting new content and you're getting more into the mythos and to the lore of the game itself. Yeah, so, I, I agree. I mean, I compare this to something like Destiny. Destiny is the 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 number one example of releasing DLC and expansions and whatever the hell you want to put as a name on it. They typically release all their DLC, quote unquote, or expansions, whatever they are, for twenty dollars. Typically, all right. So you get and when you and you've played Destiny, right? Yes. Yeah. So you know when you get a DLC thing for Destiny, like they had the the three that were set up for like the first year or whatever. You get a shit ton. You get an entire yeah. new story arc. You get new, sometimes a new class, like all that crap. Mm -hmm. And that's only 20 bucks. So yeah, right there, I think Mortal Kombat is overpricing it. Yeah. I'm not really sure why they're doing that. Um, well, I, I think it's because they can because people are going to do it. Am I going to buy it? Yes, I'm going to buy it because I love the game and I love the franchise. I just think it's interesting <clears> when <throat> I was like rooting the internet for stuff about this. this I came across a video about it and bringing up these points and i never really thought it like that i did say to myself oh 40 bucks that is kind of mm -hmm. steep but never really put thought into like well this is something new for fighting games really because fighting games really don't expand their stories they just make another another game you know what i mean yeah let's just say really fighting games fighting aren't game. usually bought for their right. stories <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, but yeah. mortal Kombat's built such a great mythos there's movies there's mm -hmm. cartoons there's all different things that um, build upon these stories that it only makes sense that they would add more story to it. And it, it seems like it's going to be a really cool story. Um, one of the characters, Fujin, that's going to be in it, hasn't yes. been around for like over 15 years. Mm -hmm. So he's new playable. I just think that at the end of the day, it, it's, a, it's a fine line on if you have a plan, and they had to have had this plan that they were going to do this, how could they do things for people who have already owned the game to make it more tangible because oh, like I said, I, I have an easy answer to that. They, all they would have had to do was if you bought, you said you paid 80 for the big, big ass version, right? I, something like that. I don't okay. remember. So I let's say you back. paid, let's could say you be paid close 80. to a hundred. It could have been close to a hundred. Okay. It could so be hundred. I don't remember. Whatever you paid for the version that gives you access to everything throughout the first year. Usually they have that, right? If yeah. whoever bought the full version, the deluxe, the limited edition, whatever it is, they should give the expansion to for like a discount at least, if not free. Probably a discount. Yeah. Free seems like too much. So maybe, hey, if you already bought the deluxe edition, if you if you pre-order or buy this expansion uh, through August 1st or whatever, you get it for this discount, right? That would be a yeah. perfect way to, to target the audience and be, okay, listen, we understand right. it's a little overpriced. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, maybe they'll learn some lessons from that. Um, and well, do I don't think they they'll will. They'll hear the outcry. Well, no, because if people talk about it, I think this... I don't think they will, though. And Maybe. So, listen, here's... I find... I feel like if anyone would do it, it would be a company. It would be like NetherRealm. And the only reason is I see how they interact with their fans. I see how they deal with things. Are they good with and their fans? I don't I, don't I feel know, like personally. they are. Yeah. Uh, from what I see, they, I watch their Twitch streams uh, when they show off new stuff. Yeah. And they probably will do a Twitch stream uh, regarding the new characters at the very least. Probably not much about the storyline because they don't want to spoil that. But they might show off Fujin, um, Shiva, and Robocop, which are the three yeah. new playable characters. Um, and Peter Weller is going to be voicing Robocop. And if people don't know who that is, that's the original Robocop yes, from the I 80s. Saw that. Not the one, yeah. not the 2010. 10 version or whatever it was. I don't remember. Didn't what like year Sylvester it came out, Stallone but... play Robocop no. or something? No. Who, who's no. the guy that played it recently? I have no idea. I don't know who the guy was, to be honest with you. He was like bigger, but, like Sylvester Stallone, I think. I don't. But that's why I'm either way, that's happening. Know. So I guess it's just interesting to see, you know, what people feel about this and will they pay the money for it? I will. Um, for well, sure. See, now, here's, here's my thought on why I think you will and why I think Series. other people that are into fighting games well and, and let me know if you agree with this or not obviously this company must have did market research on what they can charge for this right every company mm -hmm. that's big will do research and say what do we think we could charge can we charge 20 30 40 can we charge 100 will people pay it well i think in my experience the fighting genre is a very close-knit tightly packed community even when you go into esports and stuff like that they don't have huge tournaments but they do have 
big tournaments like um what's the one in japan or whatever uh what's the name of the tournament do you remember i don't know ah, there's a oh evo if evo. I, evolution okay, yep, right yep, yep. so evo is huge in like everybody knows about evo but the tournament itself is very small and i think because the fighting scene is so close-knit like that everybody doesn't actually care because it's the whole community is just I'll just pay whatever for a cool fighting game. Like, they don't actually care what they're being charged because it's just hardcore fans. It, the fighting community, I don't think, goes out. Like, Destiny Destiny is millions of people play that game, whether they like video games or not sometimes, right? And right. Th so they have to cater to a wider audience, and they know that those people on the outskirts of liking video games aren't going to pay $40. They'll only pay 20 Whereas right. the whole fighting community will pay $40 because they're like, really hardcore fighting that's my that's my opinion i don't know if is that kind of yeah. the way that you look at it why you'll pay 40 because you love fighting games well no or you love more combat. combat yeah okay, i think yeah. i think it has to do with the genre too the game yeah not the just game the genre. itself but mm -hmm. um you know and they have their own tournaments mortal Kombat has tons of tournaments that they stream on twitch and yeah there are hundreds or at least thousands of players that go to these tournaments to try oh there, there are I, just they, in the in the grand scheme of things like compared to some of the larger esports out there they're smaller in comparison and have actually been around longer than those games. Like fighting games have been around since what, the late eighties, right? When street fighter oh, and stuff came out. Yeah. Street fighter. Yeah. Stuff like so that, yeah, sure. like they've actually been around longer, but for some reason it's always stayed this little close tight knit community instead of blowing up like a league of legends or hearthstone or call of duty or whatever, you know, games are out there. So, um, I think that's kind of why yeah. they can charge I mean, $40. Well, can I also tell you too, that most of those games that you're mentioning are free to play so that yes that's actually a really good point um yeah, yeah so i wonder how that kind of wow that's a whole nother discussion as to yeah. why those blew up and why maybe fighting games like do you really think fighting games didn't blow up competitively simply because they cost more like i don't that i don't seems think that's little... the case i just think that fighting games are are our niche in every sense you know there are like it's mm. it's pretty straightforward right yeah with a fighting it's game one -on -one. where yeah I mean, there are definitely some things you have to think about and some tactics you have to put into play. Yeah. But there's definitely strategy in any game. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just that they're more for like forward straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, hmm. guys, that's my Mortal Kombat talk. So, oh, yeah, we're 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 at about uh, 21 minutes and 30 seconds here. So now let's move over to some next gen stuff. Okay. Next gen, so, dude. And honestly, I. Speaking of next gen, I am a little concerned. As a PlayStation fan, I am a little concerned with where PlayStation is at right now. Um, I always try to look at them unbiasedly. So if Xbox is better, it's better. If PlayStation is better, it's better. Right now, unfortunately, and you're shitty and grin on your face. If you guys are watching the YouTube video, you see Joe's shitty and grin because he's like, ah, this this dude, he's giving in finally. He knows it. Hey, Xbox well, listen, is taking it. <laughs> number one, let's just say that Xbox didn't make a big faux pas this week and mm -hmm. they did say that they were going to have a uh, gameplay um thing on their xbox live discussion or one of their live streams it got mm -hmm. so bad they took it down because they got so many dislikes but Wait, basically wow, what happened really <laughs> yeah <laughs> so basically what happened is that they touted that they were going to show off gameplay um and it really wasn't gameplay <sighs> apparently why does that so, always happen it's like E3 it was, all over again, even though E3 is yeah, not and happening. It was, and it started off with, I guess, Ubisoft was going to show Valhalla. off Valhalla. Yeah. And it wasn't actual gameplay footage, and it pissed off a lot it's, of people. It's, so it's it got so much negativity <laughs> that it got taken down. So trust me, Microsoft isn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But what they're trying to do here is something that could really change the landscape of how video games are looked at in regards to money. Mm -hmm. Um, this comes down to like we just talked about how we felt like maybe people are getting a little gouged from an expansion pack that's going to cost $40 to Mortal Kombat. Well, if you buy certain games for your Xbox One, you can do this new thing that they're going to use for Xbox Series X. Which is called, called Smart Delivery. Smart Delivery. Now, what does Smart Delivery mean? It means that if you've purchased a game on your Xbox One, that is also going to be featured on Xbox Series X. Mm -hmm. You can upscale or download that game to your Xbox Series X at no additional charge. Mm -hmm. It'll upscale the game to what it would be if you would have just bought it for the Series X. Mm -hmm. 
So this is huge because you're going to have games like um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which we talked about, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2077. Which is that. Oh, God, I can't yeah. wait till that game comes out. <laughs> Dirt 5, <laughs> uh, Scarlet Nexus, Second Extinction, The Ascent, uh, Vampire, The Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, uh, Yakuza, Like a Dragon. Um, and Which is Sega, by the way. Sega. <laughs> every, time, every time I see Sega, I'm just like, hey, oh my god, they still are alive. Um, they did talk about Madden 21 being one, but it's not going to be a smart delivery. Um, there just are going to be some problems. Well, I shouldn't say problems. There should be re- There's going to be restrictions on that. Mm-hmm. You must purchase Madden NFL 21 for the Xbox One by December 31st. And you have to upgrade it to Series X by March 31st, 2021. So, unlike the games that I mentioned prior, those are going to be upgradable, I guess, at any point in time. Mm-hmm. However, EA, once again, in their valid wisdom of being EA, they've decided that we're gonna put a we're gonna put a marker on this because yeah. if you don't buy Madden 21 by um, December 31st on the Xbox, you will not be able to upgrade it to Xbox One, uh, Xbox X series excuse me i'll always say xbox one x series for some reason but uh, it's like but you you you'll have till march 31st 2021 if that's the case and i think maybe part of that's because we don't know production we don't know what's coming out for for you know price point but apparently they're they're thinking that it's still going to come out at least by the first quarter of 2021 um, because they they've given you till march 31st to Download it on the Series X. Well, it and sounds like already the PlayStation have a, and the Xbox are both still going to be out by end of year. Yeah, but there's also going to be probably limited numbers. I Well, yeah, but I think they're still going to have enough production to be able to supply most people that want it with it. Right, like, there's, there's especially, since, orders, especially since I've heard some grumblings that Xbox is going to try to undercut PlayStation. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. So right now, and this is this is where my question comes in with this whole thing. So I think that in, in regards to them undercutting the PlayStation, I think that right now they are 100% guerrilla warfare tactics on marketing. They're like, we're going to get way more publicity out on PlayStation so that everybody's going to think and want the Xbox way more than PlayStation, which oddly enough, like PlayStation's being really quiet about almost everything. They had one mm-hmm. conference about like a really in-depth... No, 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 no. They had one really in-depth conference about every, like, technical specification on the PlayStation, which basically, like, those don't matter right now because PlayStation and Xbox are pretty much the same system, technically speaking, like, uh, specifications-wise. But that was it, and that didn't really... We don't know what it looks like. We don't know any uh, cool added stuff like this uh, like this thing that they're doing with the... What is it called again? Jesus, I already forgot the, the name. Smart the smart delivery. delivery. Yeah, so now here's my thing with the smart delivery. Yes, I think it's a great marketing tactic. I think that getting this news out there is going to make people be like, oh, dude, they care about us. Like, we're getting basically free games, so we don't get screwed if we buy it on the the first, you know, generation and then the second. But why does that actually matter when we have backwards compatibility? Because it's upscaling the game. So, yeah, but you do backwards backwards compatibility upscales the game. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It it makes the yes, it does. That's literally the point of backwards. But like when the PlayStation Two came no, out, no backwards compatibility compatibility is to be able to play it on that system with those hardware specs. But it doesn't change the graphics. Are you telling me oh, that if whoa, you whoa, play? Whoa, whoa. Okay, okay, uh, okay. So this yeah, smart delivery is supposed to hundred percent improve the graphics to the. It's oh, giving you the Xbox Series the X game okay. series version. Okay, so but but my question still stands: is it doesn't, why does that really matter? You're getting a very m- minor graphics update for maybe. free, and they're just. I think this is smart from a business perspective because they're using a very small advantage, which is okay. You get a five to ten percent increase in graphics for free and making it public which in all reality if we have a backwards compatible system who gives a shit (laughs) like i'm still gonna have the game anyways on the first system that i could put in the in the new one so i think it's a publicity stunt i think it's a really good idea for a publicity stunt um and it concerns me that sony is still keeping their mouth shut because xbox seems to be doing a lot for the community and trying to put themselves out there and say listen we have this system and we're trying to make it do things that help you as a gamer save money, play more games, have more access to stuff. And Sony's just like, 
hey, here's our specs um, that you can't really understand half of this conference because you need to like know how to design a console inside and out. But you know, we'll give you this for now. So um, I don't know when they're gonna when they're gonna release more info. I'm a little concerned to be I mean, honest. I mean, they're with resting you. on their laurels because they think they're better than everyone else. Maybe that's it. I mean, they they definitely. I will say, here's what I, my concern is: the Xbox uh, One got wrecked by PlayStation. The PlayStation Three got wrecked by 360, right? So, or maybe not as wrecked, but they still 360 won in that in that generation. So, my whole worry is that. I feel like the 360 winning is why the Xbox One did shittily because Xbox at that point in time was like, oh, okay, well, we won. We don't really have much to worry about. It'll just carry over to the next gen. So now that PlayStation 4 wrecked the Xbox One, I feel like PlayStation is like, oh, well, we don't have much to worry about because all that winning will just carry over to the next gen. And what, like, did you not learn from Xbox? Like, that's not going to happen. Like, you need to stay on top of your game and do cool shit to keep people thinking Sony's the number one video game maker out there. And right now, like, they just they just don't seem like they're really doing much about that. So, I'm concerned. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they... I, I mean, I'm just hoping that in the next, you know, three months, they release some brand new news that nobody's heard of. Like, the system looks like this amazing piece of art or something any sort of news but i don't i don't think it's gonna come i, I think they're gonna keep delaying it and, and something weird's gonna come for news to be honest well, with you to, to to be honest with you i really don't care about aesthetic and what it looks like obviously nah, I can nah, say I that because really. of what the xbox yeah. looks like but that's listen, like all i can hope for right now though that's the problem <laughs> like i don't but, expect anything else <laughs> listen i was looking at an article from forbes and um there are they, they had an article that just came out about two reasons why a $400 Xbox Series X may be possible. Wow. Um, be and it's labeled a pandemic and revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, and so it says it sounds absurd, but the initial uh, about the initial reaction of a $400 Xbox. But um, it's basically saying that they would undercut because everyone's focusing on the fact that PlayStation 5 is going to be $500. And I've been saying that. I've been saying that Nothing's I think there's a series of Xboxes so. that are going to come out with all different types of pricing. Mm -hmm. And um, it says, Microsoft's being pretty smart about waiting Sony out here. From what I've seen, Sony's going to have a charge of $500 for their PS5s. And Microsoft has a big balance sheet. If they want to cut the price by $100, just price below and subsidize the first $10 million, they will. Yeah, and that's where my concern with Sony also stands because I feel like since early 90s, Sony was a behemoth. Early 2000s, Sony was still pretty much a behemoth. I think since then, Sony's been on the decline as far as an electronics company is concerned. Nobody really yep. gives a shit about Sony products anymore on the electronics side. And or at least I personally don't see it. I mean, maybe cameras. I think they still do well with. Oh, um, TVs. Apparently, I heard they, their Bravia TVs series really, are yeah. pretty still um, are still pretty. But big. like, but th there's a lot that they don't do anymore in in regards to that stuff that concerns me from a business standpoint and a balance sheet. I don't think Sony has the power to undercut like that, like Microsoft does. Microsoft is a much more successful company, I think, right now than Sony mm -hmm. overall from like, you know, their uh, Microsoft one, um, Jesus, I was just gonna say OneNote because that's all I've been using lately, but the <laughs> office suite of stuff, um, you know, that that's a huge balance sheet, uh, <laughs> like addition compared to Sony not really having much to back up, you know, their PlayStation efforts. So yeah, I think Microsoft could do that. And that mm -hmm. does concern me a little bit, but nothing's been con like confirmed. So you're going to get all these articles that are like, oh my God, Microsoft's going to do this. Oh my God, Sony's going to do that. All of that is hearsay right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for that all Forbes we know, the PlayStation, yeah. yeah, well, it's Forbes. So I'm not saying it's not uneducated. It's a legitimate, it's a legitimate news. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's not confirmed what no. the price of either system. For all we know, the PlayStation could be 300 and the Microsoft Xbox would be 200 Like that, Yeah, I doubt it. Happen, but, but, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I mean, um, you have to go on analytics and, and research from yeah. the past to kind of see that. That's why we can come up with these numbers and mm -hmm. feel comfortable about them because we've seen these systems come out around these price points and how they've done. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I, I am very curious. To, and this is, I think... I, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but we'd have to do some research on this. How long 
have they ever held out on info like this? Like, because we're now approaching. Well, can I tell you they haven't though? I mean, you feel that way because of what this whole world is like. But unless they don't announce anything in June, they are still on on point. June E three. That's when a lot of this stuff happens. We're still in. We're at the beginning of May. Yeah. So we're actually not at a point where we should be saying to ourselves, man, they really are holding out on what they want to tell us. As a matter of fact, they're doing normally what they always do. I think. If are anything, they though? Microsoft... I feel like they, I feel like they announced stuff at the E3, not the, not the E3 right before the Christmas release, but the year before that. Not and I the... feel like we, we just started getting info. What the beginning of this year on both systems. No, you're wrong, man. You're wrong. No, you they, don't think that's the case? No, I think that what we're looking to find out, if it doesn't happen in mid-June, then you can start to say, huh, like, okay, yes. I do agree because Did they? Yeah. I believe that Microsoft has actually announced way more than Sony has, for sure. Yeah, I agree. By yep. showing off what the system actually looks like, mm-hmm. by showing what games are coming out for the system before um, E3, Mm-hmm. Stuff like that is still kind of is still kind of forefront of, wow. But I think that's partially because of E three not happening that they want to try to, uh, you know, fish information out weekly or monthly until June, because what happens on that stage at E three in June is when they show off price points and in some and cases the they show off the dates. They say, hey, available for mm-hmm. pre order here system launches here this is when that happens well usually yeah i was usually the pre-order date comes out but i i don't know i just feel like more is usually revealed the year prior and but maybe maybe yeah, I'm wrong. year prior yeah. they announced that the systems were coming out next year and they they said uh a so they did line. announce that they did announce that the last e3 yeah, they said Xbox, uh, the the next Xbox generation. I don't know if they labeled it or anything. I think they okay. called it Project Scarlet still at that point. Oh, that's but right. They said, oh, that's why. Okay, okay. They said, you know, December okay. or, or, or holiday 2020. And I think the PlayStation, whenever they had a code name for the PlayStation 5, was also similar in that fashion last year. But that's so all they we'll did. They didn't break June. out anything special and say, here's the specs of these systems or yeah. anything like that. And like I said... I think they've announced actually way more than than normal, in my opinion. Well, maybe maybe you're right then. I mean, it might just feel like that because of you know what's happening in yeah. the world right now. Which which begs the question: once June does hit, I wonder if what's happening in the world is going to change how they how they go after this. Like, will well, they no. actually announce the price in June? I, I well, don't know. I typically in most cases everything is announced at that point because yeah. you're four to five months away from the actual release. So mm-hmm. most of the systems come out in October, November. So June is a good spot to kind of give every consumer the breakdown of what their expectations are. Yeah. Here's, here's what we need to start saving titles. for. <laughs> well, here's your launch titles. Here's your here's your price point. Mm-hmm. Here's the date that we're going to be a lot of releasing it. And this is when it will be available for pre-order at major resellers. Mm-hmm. This is where your going to get your information now when that happens because e3 no longer exists this year is going to be questionable like maybe they announce it at the end of may maybe they announce it at june maybe they announce it at the end of june i don't think it goes any later than the end of june if we don't have quicker now jesus (laughs) if we don't have a price point for the playstation 5 and the xbox series x at the end of june and possibly a date the yeah, date I'm going to give a little bit of leniency on because of the pandemic, because mm-hmm. they want to know, but they might not. But if they don't have a price and a pre-order date, at the very least by the end of June, I'd be super surprised. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't know. I, I think I just uh, was thinking that because of what's going on, they haven't really released much info. And because I'm more of a Sony fan... I think I'm a little butt hurt that I haven't gotten any info from, from, or at least as much info as Microsoft has provided. So we'll see, man. I mean, I would be hard pressed to see how Sony puts themselves yeah. in a position to win this right now. And, so. and the other thing that I have to say that Microsoft does better than Sony is that they have a presence of of human beings that interact. Whoa, and- whoa, whoa. Though, whoa. Them are fighting words. All right. Go for it. All right, tell me, I, dude. I mean, in name all reality, the guy that comes on weekly to tell you what's happening in the PlayStation world. 
Well, because I can tell you, I can tell you the person who comes on weekly to talk about Xbox stuff. I, I listen. I know Fila, Fila. What's the guy's name? Fija me or something? The guy from Nintendo. I know that guy's chill. All right, but he's yeah, not well, there. Well, he anymore. doesn't work for Nintendo anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think he's trying um, to save GameStop now. If I, <laughs> I, I hope but. he is. I, you know, GameStop. As much as they might rip you off for the games that you trade in, I still love Ouch. GameStop. <laughs> But listen, I you can't really. I I don't feel like it's fair to use that as a comparing companies because every company well, nowadays that's big, Microsoft, yeah, but Sony, social Amazon, media and interaction. Dude, they're with all fans robots. Is probably one of the. I'm sorry. They're all what? robot, dude. All right, when what you have West companies, World? when you have companies that are that big, oh, what is this Westworld? That's a good show. All right, no, listen, hear me out. Right, as an example, Cumberland Farms. I I think I told you a little while ago. Cumberland Farms, by the way, guys, is a uh, like a gas station oh, that's convenience right. yeah. store that's in the New England area. Yes. Just so you guys know what they're Cumberland not, Farms they're not, is. They're not countrywide? I don't believe so, no. I feel like they'd be nationwide. I don't know. Either way, they're a huge gas station up here. They're like the one to go to. They have an app that, you know, it's great. So I tweeted them one day because they upped during this pandemic the price of their Ben & Jerry's ice cream by like $3 a pint. All right. Now, like that, like ridiculously expensive. So instead expensive. of it being eight ninety nine, it was like twelve ninety nine. Well, no, it was. It's usually five ninety nine, and it was oh, okay. nine bucks instead, right. right? It was eight ninety nine. So, all right. So I tweeted them, and I'm like, listen, uh, this one, this this station is price gouging. I can go to BJ's and get it for like a third of the price now. Well, not, number one, not, you can't use BJ's as an example. All right, I can. Work. I'm basically what Supermarket. I'm saying is. Uh, yeah, I understand I can get it cheaper at BJ's, but not only cheaper, but like freaking f- like $6 cheaper. Like that's not right, all right? No, what you should be saying is I know when I normally go to Cumberland Farms, my <laughs> Ben & Jerry's ice cream is $6. Now it's not. That's yeah, and I told that's them that. That's what you should too. have said to them. I told them that too. And basically they sent me a response and they're like, "Oh my god, we're so sorry to hear that. That shouldn't be happening. Can you give us the store uh, you know, name or yep. whatever?" I gave them the info of the store. I gave them my contact info. And then a week later, still no response. So I, I, and they said they were going to reach out with me for customer service. And I sent them another tweet and I was like, bro, no response. They're like, oh, we're so sorry. We'll have somebody reach out to you right away, right away. Still no response. So like, listen, all these, all these cool tweets that companies send out, they're doing that for a marketing ploy, right? The ones that are funny. I'm talking about though. No, I'm just saying in general, social media, when they do these conferences and stuff, it's all a marketing ploy. What, I'm hard pressed to find a company that actually cares about their people. All right. So somebody like Riot Games, Riot Games, the way that they run their company, the way that they release game updates based on what people tell them on a freaking Reddit thread, that is a company that cares about their players and cares about their people. All right. So if Microsoft, now I'm not saying Microsoft doesn't care. I'm not saying Sony doesn't care. If they do something like that, if you want to use that as an example, then I would 100% be down to use that. But to just say, oh, all right, this dude that does this conference is like, it shows that they care more. No, that's just part of the I didn't say plan. that. I didn't say right. they care so more. What? I so, said they interact a little bit more. Like, I can, I know though? that What's there are example? some people. What's well, like I said, they have, he has a weekly thing that he does, a weekly cast, basically, where he shows off what's happening in Xbox. You know who he is. He does do most of the announcements in regards to when you go to E3, he's one of the guys on there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his gamer tag is out there for people to connect with him. Uh, unfortunately, his, his you'll have a limit. Tag. What? His second gamer tag. Yeah, right. You need one because, I mean, Jesus, he's got... Oh, you, oh yeah, it's like his side gamer tag. That's like Ninja like Ninja uh, released a tweet. He's Ninja like, hey, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you guys think about having, like, a side tag or a side friends list? Like, let me know what you think. Like, people well, you don't want to talk to every day. I think the fact day. that you have limitations <laughs> on your friends and your, you know, the people you interact with is interesting. Yeah. But, um, so, no, I'm not saying that there isn't, um, like total straightforward hey besties interactions with all the fans what i'm saying is that they humanize it a little bit by having people that you can name and and label and say okay this person is usually out giving out xbox information on a weekly or monthly basis where with Mm -hmm. sony i can't even speak to anyone that i know that does anything like that for them well you have that guy and i can't i mean this probably doesn't this doesn't help my case because i can't remember his name right now but um the guy that does announce that does do the announcements like he is the face of their their technical hardware and specifications and stuff right now he's been out there a lot i will say i want to say since the ps2 
I think it was um, an Asian guy that they had at the helm that was doing all the presentations at like E3 and stuff. I forget his mm-hmm. name, mm-hmm. but he was very um, prominent in the industry and he had been with Sony in a while. So he was like the go-to. So he was at that level that you're talking about. Like, feel, what's the guy's name? Is it Fila Me? Fija? Yeah, Fija? yeah. Reggie, 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 Reggie. We'll we'll go. Oh, Reggie fees on me. I think that's it. Yeah. So I know that's it. It's not. I think it's it's fees. Yeah. I don't know if we pronounced it right, but I remember. (laughs) So, anyways, um, he was on that level. Since then, uh, Xbox didn't really have anybody during that time frame, and then they had Reggie come on for Nintendo. And what's the guy's name for Xbox? Are you saying Major Nelson? Major Nelson. See, I haven't. I haven't really heard him. it's because you probably, don't follow Xbox. Well, I do, but I probably like just don't know his name. I probably recognize him in a video. So oh, yeah, yeah. If you're saying his name's if, Larry Herb, but Larry he goes Herb. by but he goes by Major Nelson because that's his gamer tag. That's his gamer tag. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have somebody that represents them well now. I just, I don't know. I, I just don't think you can make that bold of a statement just off of, uh, you know, him holding a, a conference or something like that because a lot of that is say marketing. Anything and about all that. the fact that I think that he's the it's just that there's humanization because you know some people that deal with Xbox that try to get out information, mm-hmm. and I don't see that happening on the on the Sony level. I don't see them putting out a weekly or a monthly. Hey, here's what's happening on uh, the PlayStation Store this month, or here's what's happening uh, on the. Actually, well, to that point, and I, I'm not as educated in this right now, but I don't have my PlayStation up right now behind me. There's a app or something. There's a video that is in there. It's like a PlayStation uh, update thing. I only saw it, I want to say about a year ago I was looking at it. So I don't know if they still do it. But it was kind of like a, a PlayStation News type video that they had once a week. Right. So again, but I don't, was it I don't the know same people there. or yeah. was it? It was the same people, but it wasn't people. It was... It did. It did kind of seem like it was people external to Sony, like that they hired to just like do this show. It wasn't like management or something. Like this guy Nelson that you're talking about probably is, you know, management in Microsoft, which does mean a little bit more than. Oh, just I'm sure he is, but it's yeah. the uh, you know. But there's a point to it. Like I said, I think the point to it was more or less that there's some figureheads to it. There's some humanization. It's mm-hmm. not just big bad Sony PlayStation Five. You know, there's there's people that are a part of it that make it a little bit more palatable, I guess not. I'm not saying that they're interacting with the fans on a daily basis, on a minute basis, uh, responding to tweets or commenting on the YouTube videos or their podcasts that they do. I'm just saying that it's nice to know that they're at least trying to put people in the forefront and that, you know, and Mm -hmm. that you're, that are recognizable versus Sony, which now, like I like like you said, you can't even remember the guy's name, and I yeah. remember him too. He used to be the he used to be the guy that came out and did all the E threes for Sony, mm-hmm. and um, he was really awesome. And you can't remember him now because he's no longer there, and he and they don't do that as much anymore. So I think that's a problem. And I think part of that is is that they're backing out of conferences, and they were backing out of conferences as you know early as last year so that and they were going to back out of this conference before it got canceled anyways so i mean you know sony those are the other things that bother me about sony is that they're just backing out of things and they're not trying to be part of the group in the community they're just trying to do their own thing for whatever reason so um I know we could go on we could go on i know we're we're at the 47 well i will say this might this might need to be you know shelved until next week but literally because i was trying to figure out that guy's name so i did a quick google (laughs) search apparently like within the last 12 hours news came out about the playstation 5 and apparently the psvr2 is going to have finger tracking which is freaking huge like i haven't read the whole article but apparently it will literally track your fingers which would be Insane. Well, you you would put gloves on for that, right? So no, for the view- it's saying just holding whatever it is that they're holding, the joystick or something must have some sort of sensor, some spatial sensor that senses where your fingers are. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can see me making finger motions right now. So um, again, that's something we might have to wait for until next week. And I will research for next week that guy's name 
so that we we can know who used to be the face of Sony. And I will even figure out the new dude's name <laughs> so we can uh, we can get that out there as well. But yeah, apparently they just uh, released a bunch of news, so we will be sure to to get up on that for y'all next week and see what kind of uh, what kind of news they got for Sony. So, but right. until then. Well- yeah, until then, indeed, let's segue to our next segment. Rough House Deals! All right, so, yeah, the every, every week, every week. Of something. Man, Not all the time do I do the uh, Mega Man boss uh, selection song. But, it never gets uh, old, though. It never gets old. It's like the so, Zelda, like I got Zelda, you know that sound when you open a chest? Oh, mm-hmm. that never gets old. That will forever be a great tune in my head. And now what you have it. to do is you have to put that drop in right here. Post. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Post. <laughs> All right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So my deal of the week comes from us by a company called Rebellion. And they have released this game called Evil Genius, which has been around for actually quite some time. So this is not a new game, um, and it's not a massive discount by any stretch of the imagination because the game right now is $10 on Steam. But it is free, and it is one of those games that came out at a time where it was critically acclaimed. So it is a good game, apparently. Um, Graphics leave something to be desired, and they are coming out with a uh, new version of it called Evil Genius 2 sometime this year. But they are giving away the game for free. All you have to do is create a Rebel account. So uh, we're going to have the link uh, from comicbook.com which is the one who gave us the uh, the fun free game here. And it'll have links inside of it how to sign up for an account, which is totally free. And then if you have a Steam account, which you is required for this free game, you have to link your Steam account with your Rebellion account. And then from there, the game automatically pops up in your list. Now, they don't tell us how long this is going to be for. It just says a limited time. But speculation says it's going to be for a couple of weeks. So I feel confident that me giving you this information on uh, Mother's Day, by the way, we're recording on uh, May 10th. On Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, especially all the gaming moms, by the way. Absolutely. (laughs) And guess what? It's free. So, hey, that's my deal for the week. I try to give free stuff out for for deals because I feel like that's maximizing the capacity of deals. Um, You know, anyone could say, hey, guess what? Target's having a buy two, get one free sale on games. I'm trying to root out some games that most people probably haven't played and free so yeah there'll be times when i can't find anything and i might have to just go with some cool discounts but at this time i have uh, a free game here for you guys so check it out it's uh like a real-time strategy game where you are an evil genius trying to build up your minions and your world domination so we'll see looks pretty fun so there it is hey, Rough House deal. dude every week i gotta say free stuff like there's some there's some legit value in this podcast, thanks to that segment, Absolutely. right? I mean, a- anybody who listens to that, you get free games. Every well, not not always free. Sometimes just discounted, right? <laughs> but right. you get severely discounted or free games each week, thanks to good old Rough House plays over here. So thank you for that. Dropping those always. deals. Oh yeah! All right. So now we get to you know the the part where you have to pay you know whatever the game actually costs <laughs> that's coming out because it's brand new. Sorry guys. Um. So we got what's except for this out. first one, except for the first one. Oh, except for the first one, technically it's free. <laughs> so we have um, Apex Legends Season Five begins May twelfth for uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One. You ever play Apex? I did. You did. I, did I like play it. it. I like I it tried better it out. than Fortnite. Like I, I've never uh, listen. I've never played Fortnite, so I can yeah. say that I am <laughs> one of the rare people who game that have never played Fortnite. It's I did try out like Xbox, Le- uh, Apex, Xbox Legends. Well, uh, I got Xbox on the mind. Apex <laughs> Legends, um, and it's pretty cool. I, I think. Listen, it's a three-on-three game. So with me, I've always been one that if I'm going to be part of a team, I want to be part of a team that I know, not mm-hmm. being a what we call a pug, which is a group mm-hmm. of un- unknown <laughs> players that you just come together because those people usually like to do their own things. And mm-hmm. I like to be cohesive as a team to be successful and uh, 
you know, not, by no means will I ever be the one to say that I'll always carry a team because there are games that I'm not good at. And first-person shooters I'm okay at, but I don't think I'm of the level of pro gamers for most of those games. But, you know, like when you and I played Bleeding Edge, we were playing together, but we had other players that we didn't know. They were terrible. <laughs> couldn't communicate with, and... It just got. It was like a cluster. Why do you think it, I like card games so much, dude? Because it don't matter. Yeah, you're playing on your own. You have you and you alone to blame for everything that you screw up. So <laughs> the, the the cool thing about this one apparently is that there is going to be a PVE mode. Oh, nice! So nice. season wow. five comes out with a P- That's odd. PVE mode. Now it's all of a sudden turned into Destiny. Uh, <laughs> well, you know <laughs> what weird. though? The game's kind of fun and it's an interesting concept. So no, I'd, probably it. I'd probably play it. I'd probably play it. And now it differentiates itself from Fortnite instead of it just being like yeah. Fortnite but not cartoony. Now it's legit like its own game. So um, that's pretty cool. Halo 2 Anniversary, which I listen, I love Halo. I love me some Halo. How many freaking times can you re release a game? <laughs> like, what the hell, man? Like, you want to talk about making money. That is a way to make money. Take one game, release it over and over again every five years, no matter what. Can't wait for that Series X version. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the Christ, dude? <laughs> oh, dude, they're going to have Halo Combat Evolved, the original one. That'll be, uh, you know, Series X. Like, Jesus. Um, Star uh, That comes out PC. Only PC, though, on May 12th. Uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer. So, Star Wars Episode One Racer. Let me, let me pull this up here. Um, that's all the news. This is so apparently this came out May 17th, 1999. Okay, so let me just throw that out there first. It's coming out for PS4 on May 12th. So I don't know if that they must be re releasing it uh, with updated graphics and stuff like that. It is just straight up a racing game with Star Wars stuff, uh, like, like one that you would play in an arcade, like that kind of racing game. So I uh, got very positive reviews on the 1999 version though. <laughs> Um, then we have Best Friend Forever, which which comes out on Rough House Plays Birthday on May 14th. So Best Friends, Best Friends, <laughs> Best Friends Forever. That is for PC and Switch. Uh this is it's I don't really it's a step off the bus at Rainbow Bay and start a new life with your <laughs> with your forever spelled F U R E V E R friend. So it's a pet centric game. Adopt a dog, find true love and experience all the wacky hijinks this colorful city has to offer. So it looks like it's a pet owning simulator. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh TT Isle of Man Rise on the Edge 2 for Switch. Uh so it looks like this came out March 19th, 2020 for PC. Uh, this looks like a motorcycle racing game. Racing across an over 60-kilometer-long ultra-technical track at breakneck speed requiring realistic riding skills. That is the challenge that awaits in Ride on the Edge 2. Uh, so that comes out May 14th for the Switch. Hatsune Miku, Project Diva Mega Mix. So, one would think that with a name like Project Diva... The artwork for this, which we have discussed numerous times prior to this, would be... Mm, how would you phrase it this politically correct time, Joe? Scantily clad women. Scantily clad women. Okay, we'll go with scantily that clad women. That are top would, heavy. That, that, are, <laughs> that are top heavy. Let's clarify top heavy, not bottom heavy. So, one would think that. However, whilst browsing the internet, this cover actually has a closed shirt revealing... No cleavage with not top heavy, <laughs> not top heavy women. Um, the skirt's a little questionable, but in all reality, this is a very PC picture. This is this is okay. I'm very surprised uh, to have Diva in the title and not have that. So this is a Nintendo Switch game. Uh, it's $40. And what did I say? It comes out on May 15th. And it looks like it's some sort of singing game. Um so it makes it take the stage. The hit rhythm game series returns with exciting new features. Mix it up and choose from two playable no- modes. Traditional button control based arcade mode or the new motion control based mix mode. Um, so yeah, and you have a microphone and you sing notes and stuff like that. So seems cool. Uh, Tales from Off Peak City Volume 1 for PC on May 15th, 2020. That comes out on the corner of July Avenue and Yam Street. 
All is not what it seems. What role will you play in a city's fate? This looks like a very odd game. Uh, so if you're into like really new types of games that don't really look like they make sense, <laughs> this would be a game to check out. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about this. Uh, so we'll see. It's by developer Cosmo D uh, and also published by Cosmo D. Then we have Those Who Remain for PC, PS4, Xbox One. That's on May 15th. Uh, this says, hold up, uh, oh, you know, this stupid website, I have to <laughs> prove how old I am in order to get a description of the game. That, that is unfortunate. So as the, so that just gives you an idea what the game is. As the lights go out, the embers of darkness are stoked in the sleepy town of Dormont, confront uncomfortable horrors, keep your sanity in check, and survive the night in this story-driven first-person psychological thriller. Psychological thrillers seem like they're getting really popular over the last, like, five years or so, huh? There's a lot of games coming out like that. And they, they were non-existent before then. They literally, like, did not exist before that. Um, then we have Terrain. Or, sorry, sorry. Terraria. Journey's End Update. That's on May 16th. I actually skipped one too uh for pc and i uh, you said one of our close friends loves terraria right yeah edman terraria <clears throat> Ter terraria god damn it i knew i was gonna get that wrong it's terraria okay tomato tomato who cares uh overwhelmingly positive reviews and you said it's like a 2d uh yeah 2d side scrolling type minecraft of, like thing. minecraft style Ed Man 3D, who's usually on my uh, Twitch channel a lot, um, and I know as a programmer, he's, he introduced me to this game, and it's actually a lot of fun. Um, you can do multiplayer, have people come visit your world, and um, just don't go out at night, guys. That's what the game, because there's <laughs> monsters that come out at night. You got to be careful. Lock those doors. Dude, this got, so this came back, uh, this came out in 2011, originally, May 16th, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. this has... Three, this is the most I've ever seen. 368,526 overwhelmingly positive reviews. That's yep. insane. There's actually yeah. probably more in other games, but you know. And, and actually a, just lot. like real quick about some old school games. So um, I downloaded Clue. It's actually, <laughs> wow, throwback. It's actually for, for on Steam. It's actually a lot of fun. Really? Is it just like really old school, like just to the bone? This is Clue? No well, yeah, I mean, stuff. obviously it's digital, so you're playing it. You can play against the AI, or if you bought it, we could play against each other, and stuff like that. You know, I could honestly, I'm never not down for a game of Clue. Yep. Like it's always just fun to play Clue. <laughs> yeah, and they um, have like a, and they have, and they have so much DLC, which is kind of funny. So really? you can go to different places, you can download different people, so it's not just <laughs> the original great. cast of Clue. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. So, and it's not that expensive. It's like twelve dollars for the game. Uh, if you buy it on Steam, if you play it digitally, it's only like four dollars. But the expansion packs nice. right now are on sale for thirty-five dollars, and you get all the expansion packs, which I think are like ten expansion packs or something. Damn. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, which come with six characters per pack and a new um, place where the murder takes place. So. I might be down to, to play some. Yeah. We should do that for game night one week. Uh, we actually are. You weren't available for that. Oh, was that this? Was that yesterday? No. So that was Friday night. We actually didn't yeah. play any games. We we have a work for everyone. Let's preface this. We have a work <laughs> Friday night um, game session that I usually host that has Jackbox games that we play. Joe is our game master, one I would am say. I the dungeon master, game master, whatever you want to call me. And so uh, one of our uh, people in the group said, you know, we were playing Clue. Now, granted, we can't stream the game because it doesn't have that capability of, well, basically, if I was streaming my screen, you'd see everything that I know, and that's the problem. Yep. But you come together as a group like how you see us. We'd have everyone there. It's up to six players. And then we would just talk to each other like we were actually playing the board game but we would either be on our computer playing or we would be on our phone or tablet playing because it is mobile and, and it is cross-platform so if i play it on steam and sjw has it for their phone for his phone i give him a code and he just jumps onto my game and he can play so um that's what we're going to be doing friday night so 
That is that is our game night for Friday night. It's uh, game Sweet. night four. Got a clue is what I labeled it. <laughs> you Dude, should, I'm actually you kind of excited it. for you that. You can see the invite, so it's there. So I had to stream, man. I'm sorry. I, you know, I got to stay on my stream schedule. All right, you whatever, know? kid. Well, can we? So, we should. I might switch my stream to 6 p.m. on Fridays. That way I can do it. Well, we're going to be doing it earlier this week because people are like, oh, most people didn't come up because maybe it was at 8 o'clock. So, so you did my 6? 7. 7. Shit. Okay, so I'll do my We'll figure it out. It's, a, it's fine. Yeah, I'll figure it out. It, it was still fun without you, so don't worry about it. Wow. Wow. Dude, that hurts, man. That hurts deep. Actually, oh, you God. were part of it, though, because I did jump on your channel <laughs> and share your screen. <laughs> and we stream. did troll you a little bit. So Thanks. Awesome. That. So, it would have been nice if I got trolled in chat. <laughs> with that being said, we just broke the hour mark a couple of minutes ago. So we don't want to take up any more of your time. And we've got plenty to do today. So we want to thank everyone once again for coming aboard, watching us on the podcast, listening to us on the podcast. Please make sure that you give us a great review and a five-star rating. Like, subscribe, smash all those buttons. Don't break your keyboard. Don't break your phone. Just make sure you <laughs> like us and subscribe to us. I only break my keyboard when I'm playing League of Legends. Absolutely. <laughs> Rage quit. And with Rage that, quit. have a good week. We will talk to you next week, everybody. See ya. Later.